0: Welcome to the five of us. We are five outspoken women with close to 150 years of experience as broadcast journalists. We left our jobs on the very same day and we are dedicated to helping women avoid the many pitfalls common to the workplace. We've heard from hundreds of people recounting tales of woe on the job and we have done the research, we're putting it all in a book and we are here to help. I'm Roma Torrey, and along with Kristen Shaughnessy, Janine Ramirez, Vivian Lee, and Amanda Farinacci, we are The Five of Us. We're back. Hi, everyone. You know, earlier last year when Ketanji Brown-Jackson was being grilled during her Supreme Court uh, confirmation hearing, she was asked an impossible question. What is her definition of the word woman? Well, of course, she couldn't really answer it, and for good reason, but it prompted a lot of people to look it up. And likely, because of that controversial moment, Dictionary.com just came out with its word of the year, and it is, drumroll, woman. So we want to discuss what it takes for women in leadership positions to thrive and survive in our patriarchal society, to be a woman seeking uh, approval, even now in the 21st <laughs> century, you really need to bend yourself like a pretzel to contort expectations <laughs> and ingrain beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, that's exactly what was eloquently and forcefully expressed by Keishant Sewell recently. She's, uh, she's the NYPD's first female commissioner. And, uh, Janine, I want to start with you because you brought it to our attention. It was a most impassioned speech, only five minutes long, but she covered so much. It was like a blueprint. Uh, detailing everything that is uh, wrong in terms of what it is to be a leader uh, for a woman to take a leadership position in this country, and I think she delivered it uh, before the Police Women's Endowment Association. Right.
1: Right. So there was an event, and right, it was the Police Women's Endowment Association, and I mean, she, amazing for her. She's the first police commissioner who is a female leading the the biggest police department in in the country. But about time right we're in 2020 we're in 2023 now i mean like and this happened in 2022 when when the mayor took office um but she was speaking she was the featured speaker and she basically said she she directed her speech towards the future police commissioner who would be a woman so the second one coming in after her right. and she kind of set up the ground she set up the groundwork saying like you will be treated differently she said, people will speak for you. She said, uh, people will tell you what you're supposed to think. She said, this is a quote, um, understand that you will be second guessed, yeah. told you should say what, uh, told what you should say, told what you should uh, by some with only half your work experience. Right. So, like, people are telling her, you know, what she should be doing, how she should be, should be thinking, what she should be saying. And um, she said, you'll be getting free unsolicited advice constantly <laughs> about hair, about makeup, about clothing, about, you know, her appearance, looking tired. Like, who asked you, right? Um, and then she said, they also get all these labels. And she said, quote, When you are no pushover, you will be called difficult. Yes. When you do things your own way, they'll say you don't listen so she said you know what she said her advice is this is no gift to be to get your spot you've earned it like for the second police commissioner coming in who's female you've earned this you know and remember to speak up for women because women have long been overlooked underestimated and counted out right so it was you know she laid it out the mandate for the second police commissioner coming in so Kristen, let me put it to you. Uh,
0: there really is a very delicate balance for a, 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 a woman who's trying to assert herself without seeming pushy and difficult and all of that. So how, how can a woman counter all those negative stereotypes?
2: That's a good question. I mean, I think a lot of the disconnect, we'll start there and then we'll get into possible solutions, which there are really no good solutions, but um, it, it comes from male leadership and gender stereotypes. So you're considered a leader if you have a lot of the male qualities, right? Mm -hmm. But if you have some of the compassionate ones that help a woman lead, that's not necessarily viewed. I got a text um, from my cousin who's in her 30s. She's a nurse. Her name is Lindsay. And she was saying that she was speaking to a female friend. And they had this conversation, which we have all dealt with. It's how do you take credit for something that you should have credit for? How do you delegate? How do you assert yourself without appearing rude and bitchy? Because those are you know, the adjectives that you're given if if you are like that. And then I had another friend who we were just speaking recently, and she was very powerful position and high up, and she said she'll be in a meeting, and it will be mostly men in the meeting, and she will say something in a very clear, concise way with, you know, a, a solution to a problem, mm-hmm. and there's like murmurs, and then they move to the next person. A guy will say the same exact thing five minutes later, and there's like applause. Right, right yeah. And he gets all the credit. That happens all the time. So... You know, I was looking at one of the research, and they were saying in 75% of the performance evaluations that are done, women will get something like about their tone. Either change your tone, you're too abrasive, watch the way you're speaking. Smile more. Smile more. Don't you hate that one? Men rarely get that, right? So these things do happen. It's not like they don't happen. And then when I went to look at the, like, how do we fix this? It pissed me off, honestly. <laughs> it was like, okay, well, you should couch your statements with just or I believe that Are men told us. Sorry, yeah. I feel is, this way, yeah. but yeah. yeah, like we need to stop just apologizing. We ne- women say sorry way too much, myself included. I'm trying to get better at it, but you need to. And then they were saying, well, body language isn't um, considered as offensive, so you should get a power pose, oh um,
1: right, no. <laughs> to go with your power <laughs> yeah, suit, like, like a superwoman, <laughs> right? Put the right? cape on. Yeah. <laughs> or put your ankle. <laughs> put I mean, who's
2: thinking of this stuff? How about we just judge women and men Mm -hmm. equally Mm -hmm. and know that we have some bit of bias because of the way we've all been trained by society and start there. But these silly little couchier statement, like if you're going to say something, you say, I know this might offend you if I say this. Oh,
0: God. Yeah.
2: Guys, just say it, and you should be able to just say it. There's nothing wrong with guys just saying it, but we should be able to just say it, too.
1: You have to justify yeah. yourself for yeah. saying yeah. it. You, you have, have to have
2: something nice in the beginning and the end of an email. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Guys won't hesitate to call you a bitch, right, right? if, if yeah. you know you piss them off in yeah. some way. Well, Sewell also said something that, uh, that really stuck with me. She said, you don't have to be loud to be strong, and you don't have to curse to be taken seriously. And so a, a, a common complaint, and you kind of touched on this a little bit, and I was going to address this to you, Amanda. A common complaint uh, for women is that when they're in a conference room and they're surrounded by men and they have a great idea, they raise their hand and <laughs> they they say something and it's almost like crickets, nobody mm-hmm. pays attention, right. and then all of a sudden the guy next to her Says the exact same thing, and everybody goes, "Yeah, well, it was great." Mm-hmm. And the the guy, oh, the, the men yeah. take the credit. Yeah. They don't listen to the woman. So if
3: if you don't curse and you're not loud, mm-hmm. how are you gonna yeah. get your, it's, your it's voice it's, heard? This has actually happened to me often. Um, and o- there was only one time that stands out for me that another man in the meeting said I'm sorry didn't Amanda say that ten minutes ago nice. like, Whoa. can we and I th- remember thinking like thank God someone heard me because I know I was making a good point and I know I was right and it was a good idea um, but it, it is a problem that I think every woman who works anywhere relates to like everybody's got their story of like not having been heard and it's really really frustrating I can remember th- sitting there and feeling so small like didn't I just say something Like, didn't? Mm-hmm. Where, am I like alive here? Anyway um, there's some research there's some tips um, ideas for getting uh, building connections with people so that if you go into a meeting like like my example right is that um, somebody that was in the meeting is an ally of mine right so uh, he and I talk often and so he heard me and then he but I mean again how ridiculous does this sound that I need a man to affirm the thing that I said that was correct yeah. boost me up and say hey guys let's listen to Amanda right um, but but it doesn't only really have to be a man it could be another it could be another woman as well. But the point is to just have these kinds of relationships where you know one person hears you and and so, you know, strengthen numbers, right? Mm -hmm. Like one person hears you and then says didn't Amanda say that and then maybe you get, you know, a little bit more um heard. It's like you build your support system. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. But I think that's a good I think that's a good idea in most any situation at work. Um, if you have a specific uh, perspective and you're trying to sort of sway a crowd, you should ask specific questions that will support your answer, right? So if you have a solution to a problem and you know that it can be easily answered by asking the very obvious questions, that people will say, oh, this is a good an- answer to the question. You're doing that by design and it's mm-hmm. deliberate. You have to be a little bit deliberate about um, how you're handling this. But again, all of this is so insane that like, right. if you have a good idea, <laughs> she should, should just, just be a, good have a good idea. Yeah. And, and um, you know, women have so much experience in the workplace. We're all part of it. So it's, like, absolutely absurd that there, this, this still happens. <laughs> um, let's see. You could build on what others say instead of opposing them. So this way you're not seen as fighting in in a meeting or in some work situation yeah. uh, rephrase what somebody else said and compliment. I even feel like I want to throw up on myself that I'm like giving this advice. you need validation a like like, oh, good gonna, idea. I'm going to hear what yeah. you said, I'm going to massage it a little bit yeah. and then I'm going to make it mine. It's all bullshit. Like right. people should be able to say what they want to say and be heard when they want to be heard, right? Totally. Like yeah, yeah. So I mean those are just some of them I, like, again, I take this advice with a grain grain of
0: But how do you think it would go over if you're sitting in a conference room and everybody's throwing out ideas and you come up with a really good one and then somebody tries to, you know, take the credit, steal it from you, what would happen if you said, "Hey, that was my idea"? I, I have
2: done that. Oh hey, yeah. yeah, I've had friends. who Speak up for
3: yourself. Yeah, yeah. I think thing, yeah. you have to say that's great. But then Except you're probably first. You're like, probably, hey, you're probably yeah. branded right. different. Right? Yeah, yeah you're sure
1: labeled as <laughs> like a troublemaker, not a team player, right. you're not, not you know, a you're team ste- player. That's you're right. stepping yeah. on somebody else's toes. Well, you know,
0: so much of these problems stem from our early years. The whole cultural dynamic, I think, begins with our daughters and how how little girls are raised and. You, uh, Vivian, it was a a previous podcast, you you brought it up, and and it was such a good point, and I I didn't even think of it this way, but you were saying that you make sure in your home with your two little girls that you don't raise those um, critical stereotypes, those Mm -hmm. criticisms that are are so stereotypical, like, you know, you're too loud or, you know, mind your your manners or or stay in your lane or whatever it is that
4: we might say to our little girls, right? Right. So I don't like it when my girls scream, and they do a lot of that in our household. I will tell them, let's not do any yelling, and I stay away from the word, be quiet. Like, mm. I, I just feel like I was told that so much as a girl. Really. And my husband and I have had discussions about not using the word bossy anymore. Like, you're sounding bossy or you're being too bossy to your little sister. We don't do that anymore. We try to use a different adjective to to try and make them see that's not the right tone that you should use. Because I think women are told that if they simply express themselves, they're being bossy. And so that those societal values translate into how women are treated in the workplace, mm-hmm. especially if they're in leadership roles. I think the descriptions of women who are assertive and detail-oriented turn into bossiness and micromanaging. whereas. A man who might display those very same skills is not seen as bossy and micromanaging. Um, I think also our personal lives tend to um, cause people to be judgmental of men and women differently in yeah. the workplace. So mm-hmm. when women are found to be have like another partner, another boyfriend, another girlfriend, they're seen as sluts. sluts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hate using that word, but men are praised for being players, you know, or at least neutrally seen as they're just playing the game. That's how men are supposed to be. Yeah, wink, wink. Right, right. (laughs) right. But then I fast forward or actually go backward to the pandemic and how like almost a million more women, maybe a million and a half more women left the workplace Mm -hmm. than men did. Mm. And that was because they were expected they were prescribed the role of caregiver. And mm-hmm. so when daycares and schools shuttered, it was the women who pulled out of their positions at all levels. And I remember interviewing someone for our book, um, the current mayor of Westfield, New Jersey. She was a former CEO at HBO and as we were interview- as I was interviewing her she was saying, it was, I think, 2021 at the time. And she said, I am so scared to see what the stats say 10 years from now about how many women in high-ranking positions just cut out 50, 70 years of progress mm. in salary, in promotion, um, in accountability. Like All those things were lost because women had to swoop in and fill those gaps that various structures failed to uphold because mm. they were seen as the caregivers who had to take care of medical needs, schooling needs. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, it, I mean, I'm so worried about that too. We'll see how that plays out. But I think um, in a lot of ways, if we're aware of it and we're having discussions like this, it helps everybody to maybe become creative and come up with their own solutions on how to deal with it in their workplaces. Yeah, uh, it, a double standard rules yeah. at,
0: still in this country. Where you,
2: there was a yeah. survey that they did and it was published and it was saying that men who express anger at work they're actually elevated afterward, their status, because now they've seen as dominant, whatever. (laughs) Women, if you express anger, you're going to lose your status, you might get demoted, Mm -hmm. and you might take a pay cut. So,
1: you know, there's... Right, men stand out in a a great way, and women Mm -hmm. stand out in a bad way. Like, it's just, you know, when we, um, as journalists, we covered Hurricane Sandy, and the New York Times did a great story about our coverage of Hurricane Sandy, and I was mentioned in the coverage. So, as a reporter, my label was chatty. Ugh. Would you ever use the word chatty when talking about a male reporter? No. Never. Meanwhile, Never. my colleague Informational, you be, yeah. right? Yeah. My Formative. male colleague yeah. in the same article, his label was sturdy. Oh, wow. Okay. So it goes to show you that it happens everywhere and it's societal and I think language has
4: a big part to mm-hmm. play in that, yes. right? So that reminds me of things like battle axe, smart cookie. Um, there are other ones. Firecracker. Like, these are words that are not used on men, mm-hmm. but when women show feisty. this, yeah, yeah, feisty. Like when women show those skills of being talkative, having many ideas, wanting to claim credit. These are the types of brandings yeah. that are affixed to them. And I, I feel like if we keep using this language, then we're instilling this idea in our head that yeah, there are there are two standards that should be applied to the two sexes. I mean, I I think also the conversation expands when you um, think about how um, our society now is dealing with transgender issues. Um, I don't know how that conversation continues when somebody goes from one sex to another or is considered like non-binary, but it it weighs in on it. I think what women go through can inform how those conversations can also happen um, and maybe help. Mm Yeah, you know, I had interviewed somebody for the
0: book who was, uh, he, he, he started life as a he, and we worked together, and, and then he um, became a she. And the interesting thing that came out of that was that he told me he never understood how difficult it was for women in a professional uh, situation to get their voice heard. And he said it wasn't until... Um, he had the transition, and he sat in a in a room. Suddenly, now as a woman, as a female, nobody paid attention to him. And he said, "I have you know newfound respect for women and and what they go through." You know, there was another uh, episode in my life um, when uh, I had graduated from college with my husband, uh, man who became my husband, and we decided to start a theater company. And so we got some coverage. We were in uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts, and um, somebody from the Boston Globe came out to interview both of us. And we started the company together. We, you know, we were the co-producers, and so my husband was in, uh, interviewed extensively. And then she, it was a woman reporter, interviewed me fairly extensively. And when the article came out, it was all about him. And I mean, granted, I, I think I said some important things, right? But the only time she referenced me was Roma the live-in girlfriend of <laughs> oh Lopez said, blah, blah, blah. And it, it, was a, it was such a non, you know, it was, it, it was so unimportant what, I, you know, what she quoted me on. And, you know, so I think part of the problem, too, is that women need to enforce this when they get to the top. Yes. You know, they, 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 they have to... They can't the,
2: assert, they can't just have the male...
0: Right, they can't allow that to happen. Leadership style, right? right? You can
2: have your own, you can be compassionate, you can lead in a different way. And eventually, if enough women lead that way, Because there are, we we multitask all the time as leaders of the household, right? And a lot of us are breadwinners and all that. But somehow that gets lost as soon as you get into a workplace. It goes to like, I I remember I just recently went to buy something and they said, oh, do you have your husband's credit card?
1: Oh, gosh. And I was like, did you really just say that
2: to me? Are you kidding me? And
1: that's in 2022. 2022.
2: Does he know you're spending this money? what? Oh my uh, god. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. Yeah, and women are just scrutinized in a different way. Totally. Like we were all on television, right? Mm-hmm. For a long time and what yeah. we wear, how our hair is, how we hurt, you know, we heard it all from viewers where the men, there was this article about the guy who wore the same suit every single day. I think uh, it was He wore the same suit. Nobody noticed. Same, yeah. Nobody noticed. <laughs> I love that them. No. Oh right. But women are concerned about, I can't yep. wear the same a color year. today as like yeah, I can wear it tomorrow. A, I can't. Today's yeah. show in Australia, in Australia yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah.
4: yeah. And he, he kind of did it undercover. He had the Would staff she? help out. And then he just revealed after a year of documenting the same blazer. <laughs> nobody yes. said boo, but yeah. you could see her in this... Um, Quick motion edit. She had to change her (laughs) her outfit was changing, and she was in the same position next to him every day. And it's really sad. It It sparked a lot of conversation. uh,
3: Female leaders, though, as well, like the the questioning, like the line of questioning. The police commissioner. Do you Mm -hmm. have a family? Do you have kids? Right. How many kids do you have? Oh, hmm. Because it it's like it's. And yes, a, wo- a woman has children, right? Most many women have children, but like that becomes the thing and then if you dare say no, it's like why why don't you have children? And nobody wrong right? wrong and nobody would ever know. ask a guy. Nobody right? asks the guy, do you question. have any kids? Right. Right. I mean, it, it's a very big distraction, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think we
2: all, all just that. have to like your some of this is just so ingrained in everyone, you know, that we have to start just thinking differently and getting I think you're doing it right with your girls. You know, like you're you're training them differently, right? right. Like you're brought up differently. Um, yeah. There's just so many stereotypes that you grew up with. And Change to try the to, game, yeah,
0: right? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I was thinking back um, when I started out at uh, News 12 Long Island mm-hmm. uh, quite a few years ago, and Bill Clinton was running for president. And at the time, uh, they were going to have uh, Clinton come out to Long Island, and I was going to do the interview. And then at the last minute, they said no, he couldn't come. But his wife will come, Hillary. Now, at the time, you know, nobody knew who Hillary Clinton was, and she had a lot of gray hair, and she was wearing the headbands and the whole thing. But you know, and, and I did my homework. I, you know, I could tell she was a very smart woman, and and so at some point, I said to her. Um, what kind of first lady uh, would you be if your husband you know, wins the office and she said, well, I, you can be sure I'm not going to be the kind of first lady that counts the china and she was, you know, Nancy referring Reagan. to Nancy Reagan, yeah. right, in, in the White House and and I said, oh, really? And and I said, are, are you going to, you know, bow to the pressures that, you know, so many women in the public eye end up having to do, like, you know, I said, I see you have gray hair. Mm-hmm. Are you going to color your hair? Are you going to mm-hmm. do makeup or whatever? She goes, "No, no, no, no." I also said to her, though, I said, you know, a lot of people say you're the smarter one of the, uh, of the couple. And I said, do you have any aspirations to run for public office? And she said her response was what I'm sure she was supposed to say, not what she really wanted to say, which was, oh, no, no, you know, Bill is, is the, the man. I'm just, you know, going to support him. Well, the interesting thing is about six months later, uh, you know, as the campaign was heating up, all of a sudden, I started to see in magazines, Hillary Clinton's recipe for chocolate chip cookies. Oh, okay. And when I had talked to her off camera, she said she doesn't cook.
1: She doesn't do any of that, stuff <laughs> like that. gosh! So,
0: you know, poor thing ended up bowing to the pressures, you know. And, yeah. and, I mean, thank goodness, you know, we've come a long way, but we haven't come far enough, you know, un- unfortunately. You know, I wanted to ask you guys, do you have any tips do you have anything that you might want to put out there for women to think you know, maybe they can do it better? And actually, I can start this off, because I, I had a couple of um, ideas. Did I? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, women, what did I say? Often find themselves more qualified. And uh, second guess. Oh, here it is. To avoid being underestimated, always introduce yourself with your title first. Because you know, a lot of young women you know, walk into a room, and a guy assumes yes. they're in a lower position. Mm-hmm. So you should say, I'm the a, executive director, blah, 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 and then give your name, you know, which is, a, I think, a really good it's idea. It's a good
2: idea. It's terrible that you have to do that. Right, but,
0: right? but you have to like, establish yeah. you know, your, yeah. your presence, your dominance.
4: <laughs> I'm going to suggest, um, it, especially if you have children, try to find stories of um, women throughout history in various fields and sectors who were never given their due. Mm. So we have That's a good. book, Rebel Girls, um, there's now several volumes in this series and it's just chock full of examples mm-hmm. around the world of queens from kingdoms past, <laughs> yes. of warriors from battles past like that. on many continents whose names have been lost. And mm-hmm. I just heard another one, her her name is blanking with me, but she was actually the one who inspired Walt Disney mm-hmm. to create Mickey and Minnie Mouse, which it was her animation, it was her um, original mouse couple that kind of gave him the idea, and he eventually, years later, after Walt Disney, the company took off, gave her the credit. But her name is still lost, right. and now a documentarian has is trying to resuscitate that. But like, find those examples and yeah. share it with people. I'll share one, one of our fans. Um, recently shared with us a little snippet that I had no idea of, that female reindeer keep their antlers in winter, while male reindeer lose them, which means Santa's sleigh is running on the by fuel female. and is driven by female <laughs> reindeer, which that famous song doesn't even acknowledge by naming all the reindeer's boys. You
2: know, as you, you talk about raising kids, and I'm just thinking, like, even just little things, like, when you're you know, we just got done with the holidays and stuff. And watch to see who gets up to wash the dishes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like just things like that. Right. Why aren't the guys getting up? Right. The guys will all sit there, right?
0: But we moms have to put our boys at the sink I and agree. tell them it's your turn. You I wash agree. you know, we're all equal yeah. here, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, that tells you a lot, right, about how something runs.
1: Yeah, but remember, piggybacking off of uh, the Hillary Clinton story, do you remember when Michelle Obama first entered the oh, line blind? Oh, God, right. She was really criticized. Subjected to all She was that, subjected huh? to everything, including the way her eyebrows mm. were arched mm. because <laughs> she looked mean. She looked angry. She looked angry yeah. all the time. Well, there was then, racism right, playing
4: yeah. in there, too. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. But then she had to soften up her whole look because for some people, they took it like it was too harsh for them to deal with. Mm. That's, Why? That's yeah. stupid.
0: Yeah. That's awful. Um one other uh, One other tip I came up with it's just a minor thing, but women should toot their horn more, you know I mean and and there's a way to do it without bragging, obviously, but it because if you don't do that, guys are going to do it for themselves and then they'll just ramrod right over you so yeah um, yeah, I, I think I you think... can
2: learn a lot from male leaders, but you don't have to necessarily adapt all of those. Qualities because they're male qualities, right? right? So women have to assert themselves in different ways. Emulate the better ones, yeah. the best yeah. ones, and you know yeah. discard the yeah. bad yeah. ones. Yeah.
3: I also think if you're like a woman in a male-dominated, or if you work with. Maybe not male-dominated, but you work with a good amount of men, um, and you have like an idea, and you maybe feel a little hesitant. I feel like you have to give yourself like the inner pep talk, which, which again mm-hmm. is a little bit nauseating to <laughs> admit. But like, where you say to yourself, like, I know I belong here. I know I have. I, I'm like I value. value. I'm, I'm bringing experience and value here, and you need to say the thing you want to say, even if you feel like everyone's looking at me and maybe they're not going to hear. Like you need to really create a space for yourself in like a forceful, like very uh, direct and dramatic way, I guess, or or I guess deliberate way, so that it's understood that you're not going to be, like a welcome mat, and you're right. not going to just be a mm-hmm. wallflower because I think that's what happens. Women get they come in, they go into a scenario, and they think, oh, I've got all these ideas, and then all these men drown them out, and they feel like, oh, you know what? I, it doesn't matter if I if mm-hmm. I share, but it actually really does. Yeah, it actually really does. You have to be your own cheerleader. Yeah, yeah, and get
1: over the whole imposter syndrome. Like you're supposed to be there. You're there for a reason. Uh-huh. Yeah, own it. You know, bring your ideas to the table. Be a part of the voice. And if you have to do that, yeah, that's a good idea. But Here's a way we could add to that idea. If you have to do a little bit of that stupid massaging, yeah, but make sure your voice is in there.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know, with that imposter syndrome, it is, you know, a real problem that women have, I think, second-guessing themselves. And women tend to want to do things perfectly, Mm -hmm. right, and do it, you know, Mm -hmm. right on the, the first go. But... The 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 problem with that is that y- you're going to open the door to people criticizing you, right? Mm-hmm. If you say, "Oh, it wasn't quite as good," yeah. I mean, how many times <laughs> did somebody say, "Oh, I love that dress you're wearing," that, this whole thing, you right. know what
1: I mean? So we we put
0: ourselves down mm-hmm. right at the get go, and that's that's got to stop.
1: And yeah. then there's this saying right about like good girls never make history oh, uh, like what is the one oh, yes.
4: the women who obey never make history women who
0: obey never make history right yeah I've got that in my house yeah. people yeah. sent that <laughs> all right. well we love that quote but yeah, I, I came up with another one okay. you know we always end with with actually I have a bunch here but I'm gonna just start with the simplest one of all because it really says uh, so much when I was talking about we have to contort ourselves half the time we can't really say how we feel uh, directly we have to kind of couch it so I came up with this uh, quote and it's a very simple one but it it, it speaks volumes and it goes like this it is hard to be a woman you must think like a man act like a lady look like a young girl and work like a horse (laughs) that's
4: about right (laughs) yeah
0: it it does describe the five of us unfortunately I have to say Uh, we've got a long ways to go Thank you guys. Thank you. And um, we'll see y'all or we'll talk to you all next time. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in to the five of us. We want to hear from you with any questions, ideas, or suggestions for future discussions. Just write to us at the email you see here and we will be eager to help. Talk to you next time.